steps into it. Pass is caught. Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! I just feel very, very grateful. Here's one thrown by Broly. that's blocked away by Rand. Help to the back. Oh, do you shot the flag? Ladies and gentlemen, huh? And we back. You know what it is, man. It's your boy, Light Skin Poppy, the host of See Me at Halftime. At Halftime, Jared Parker. Man, I must tell y'all, man, I must tell y'all something. Wild Card Weekend was a wild deck of cards. Let me tell you something, man. Four great games. Four great games. I, you know what? I take that back. I want to say only about three great games. We're not going to count that Eagles game. I don't know what the hell that was. But we're going to get into it. You already know how we get down, man. Let's start off with the Bills at the Texans. Now, 22-19. to I'm not upset in the least bit because I did like Buffalo. But I definitely did say, if y'all did listen to episode one, I did say that the Texans would come out on top. Deshaun Watson was going to come out on top. My prediction was 17-10. But, you know, I mean, I had a seven-point gap, but there was a three-point gap. I mean, you still can't go wrong. Um, It was a close game. It was a close game, like I thought it was going to be. And, um, you know, the defense, I got to give Houston defense their credit because they came up big and heavy in moments where it was definitely needed. Like, you know, the reporter said, you know, there's no Jadavion Connie now. If J.J. Watt this game, well, if J.J. Watt wasn't there, this game would have been totally different. But, you know, he's a defensive end with, you know, a whole lot of force, all pro. You can't knock the guy, man. But um, Josh Allen had a receiving touchdown in the first quarter of the game, courtesy of John Brown. And, you know, I see Josh Allen, you know, he you know, he going into his black side now. You know, he got that little dance going. He think he that guy. But um, Houston getting shut out in the first half. I think that's crazy. I really think that's wild. I think that's something that um that they need to work on for the next upcoming game because you know you have to put points on the board. Um, they were thirteen and zero. The Bills were thirteen and zero at halftime, and you know, looking especially at the past couple of games that the Texans have had, you got to get on the board, even if it's just a field goal. Shit, even if it's a if it's a safety, you got to get on the board. Because when you get to the playoffs and you're playing from behind, it's hard when you have teams that can run the score up. But give Deshaun Watson his credit. Give Duke Johnson his credit. Give Carlos Hyde, even though I'm still mad with him, and we're going to get to that later, give him his credit too. And D-Hop. Let's not sleep on D-Hop. First team, all pro. Don't play that young brother. But Deshaun Watson, even though he doesn't get a lot of shine because, you know, you got the Patrick Mahomes and the Lamar Jacksons of the world, give Deshaun Watson his credit and everything that he deserves because he legit put his put an S on his chest for the second half of this game and he came to ball. 
if you watch the game or you watch the highlights, he looked, he scored, you know, he scored. The man was rampaging. The boy got hit by at least three defenders, took it all to the chin, and still got it in there. Then you got, you know, the score 16-6. You know, you have to go for the two-point conversion because, you know, it's already the third quarter. And if you fall behind even more, you're screwed. So what does he do? He runs it in again, tiptoes it, da da 16-8, Bills are still up. Now Deshaun's getting fired up. Now the team is looking like, yo, shit, we got to make these moves. We got to go and get it. So now they making moves and whatnot. Bills get the ball back, you know, to get a couple first downs. They don't do nothing crazy, though. So then, you know, Texans get the ball back. Um, yeah, Give credit to Tredavious White, though. That man was talking shit all game. But he did get that fumble in the third quarter on D-Hop. But just remember that nothing changes when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Because the man is a force, man. Let me tell you something. But side note, I think Josh Allen had a had a you know decent performance. He did throw for 264 yards. Deshaun Watson threw for 247. D Hop had 90 yards, which you know I think you know fared pretty well. The run game really wasn't strong. Um, you know, yards wise, you know, there was a couple good pickups by Frank Gore, um, Singletary, also Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. But, um, you know, it was, it was mostly a defensive battle and an air battle. You know, Josh Allen was throwing the ball pretty good. Um, he got some good looks from John Brown, Cole Beasley, and from Knox and Dawson as well. Um, you know, as the Texans, they got D-Hop, which, you know, he's always a threat. It doesn't matter. He's always a threat. You throw in the ball. Um, Kenny Stills, too. And a, and a couple of people, you know, no names. You know, no namers, man, who really didn't do anything over the year. I mean, if you fast forward to the fourth quarter, where Watson, on the two and on the um, second down and six, he completes that little that little flick pass to Hines, and nobody knows who the fuck Hines is. He... And in the way it played out, the Sean Watson starts to scramble out. He gets wrecked, popped, but he stays up. And that's what makes the Sean Watson the Sean Watson. The man can take all the hits in the world. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that game where homie got kicked in the eye? Legit got kicked in the eye and was able to complete the pass. You can't teach toughness in this game. It's bread. And he's a winner. But... You know, man, you know, Deshaun, you know, he's really a man of magic. Like, there's no knocking him. Like, he's really, he's really that guy. And I think he's going to do big, big things for this team down the stretch. But please, for the love of God, please, somebody help me understand. Josh Allen, right? Now, like I said, I give Josh Allen his credit. You know, last year, his rookie year, his rookie affair, he didn't do that well. But this year, he's getting a little bit better. I feel like if he needs to be better cemented in the offense and also get him another weapon, and he needs to stop making those rookie mistakes. And if you get that, then, you know, I think he'll do a whole lot better. But please tell me how. And I know that y'all saw it. Josh Allen decides that he's going to scramble with the ball. Now, mind you, he's he's past the first down marker. He's scrambling with the ball 
and decides to lateral the ball. Josh Allen, what the fuck were you doing? What were you doing? What were you what what did you see that said, oh shit, I gotta flick the ball? Cause what you did just made no fucking sense whatsoever, my guy. I'm not understanding what the hell you got going on up in your dome. Be glad that one of your tight ends was right there to knock the ball out. Like, I'm I'm not getting what the fuck you thought you were doing. But the Buffalo Bills season is over. Texans live on for another rodeo. They're heading down to Kansas City to meet Mahomes and his Mahomies. That joke was corny, but it's okay. It doesn't even matter. If you remember, the Texans beat the Chiefs in week 6, 31-24. Now, I'm not going to lie. The Chiefs didn't have Sammy Watkins that game. Another deep threat, deep possible threat for Patrick Mahomes. Also, Carlos Hyde ran for 116 yards and a touchdown on this Chiefs defense in week 6. Now, I like Mahomes and the boys. I like Mahomes and the boys, man. I really do. The Chiefs have the sixth best offense in the league. I mean, come on. You got last year's MVP, Pat Mahomes. You got um Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, the rookie, McCole Hardman. You got Darren Williams in the backfield. And, and and don't forget, they even got LaShawn McCoy. I know LaShawn McCoy, you know, really hasn't been doing much this year. You know, you can say what you want to say about him. But they got a good set of backs, all right? And also, you got a good, you got a good offensive mind in Andy Reid. So, you know, hopefully they come prepared to ball out. Number two seed in the AFC. But... I don't I don't know man this 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 Chiefs defense has been what's been killing them for the past couple of years. They got a great pass defense. They got a great pass defense. But what's been killing them is their rushing defense and the Texans are ninth in rushing. I mean, you can have Deshaun Watson running the ball on, on an RPO, you can also have Carlos Hyde who can take it up. The like I said, he ran 116 yards against these boys not too long ago. And then you also got Duke Johnson who's able to push the ball out through the gap, you know, and to a side on a halfback toss or, you know, his own read. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. But when it comes down and it boils to it, for me, what I want to see is I want to, you know, I want to see a game. And I think this game, I think this game is going to be a shootout. I think this game is going to be a shootout for the Stars. I think that Andy Reid looks at this, um, he looks at this Texans team and he sees them as a threat. Like I said, you got D-Hop, Kenny Stills. Hopefully, hopefully, Will Fuller can come back because that's another deep threat. You still got Darren Fells and you still got Atkins. And then, you know, you got your running backs who can play out, too. Because, them, you know, them boys can move. But, I think, hopefully, that Andy Reid has finally got it together. And the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Houston Texans by a slim margin of 35-31. 
simply because I believe that, it, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Pudding pops. The Chiefs have a better offense. They got more weapons. Guaranteed, the defense, you know, is not great, but it's playoff football. Anything can happen. Like I said, t- a touchdown, a field goal, a safety, an offsides, anything can happen. I got Chiefs 35, Texans 31. Sorry, Houston, huh? but we got a problem. Second wild card game, and I am angry as fuck about this. Not because I'm a Patriots fan. I could care less about the Patriots. But the fact that Bill Belichick got no goddamn tape on this man, this fucking beast known as Derrick Henry. The Titans roll into Foxborough and drop a 20-piece McNugget meal on the heads of the Patriots. You Patriots fans, I want you to listen because I know I got a couple. I got a couple of my homies who are Patriots fans. I don't want to hear nothing from y'all. I don't want no excuses. I predicted that the Patriots would win 27-21. Now, I'm off by about a point. But Derrick Henry, man. Derrick Henry is making himself known in this league. Because remember when they were, he was coming out of college, you know, his first year he wasn't doing great? Now look at him now. He is a beast. This man is like Zeus running amongst humans. Like, how do you stop this man, yo? How do you stop them? <laughs> they got a meme of Ryan Tannehill passing the ball off to Derrick Henry. This is, I guess, is all the highlights you need. I mean, it's true. It's true. I gave Belichick, who's supposed to be a goddamn mastermind, and also this this number one defense and this number one scoring defense, and also the advantage of being at home in Foxborough, and this is supposed to be Tom's last game. Like, I don't know where y'all went wrong. Tannehill wasn't great. Tannehill was not great whatsoever. He only threw for 72 yards and one touchdown, and that was to Ferkser. Like I said, where was this Patriots defense? Yeah, guaranteed, you know, they did lose to the Dolphins week 17. You know, you can make that argument. But if you're rolling into the playoffs, right, and you have nine consecutive home wins, in Foxborough, you allow Derrick Henry to run for 182 yards in a touchdown? Are you fucking kidding me? 182 yards? 182 yards. You let Derrick Henry run all over your number one defense? You gotta be kidding me, man. Guarantee he got the Russian title, but you're supposed to be Belichick and the boys. You're supposed to be spygating these boys out here. You were spygating Cincinnati, but you don't you don't you don't do it to Tennessee. The hell y'all got going on over here, man? And and and, and what happened? What happened here? Now everybody got you know a video surface of 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 Tom. Yelling at Julian Edelman, get in the slot, get in the slot. Oh, oh Edelman's up in the slot. What is he gonna do? Y'all act like 
That's the greatest football play y'all ever seen. Doesn't Julian Edelman play the slot? And what did he do? He ran over towards Tom, took it in for a rushing touchdown, which is basically a fluke because the corner, because the safety ran into the linebacker for the Titans, and that's how he was able to score. Besides that, you really have no highlights from this game. Yeah, Tom threw for 209 yards. That's cool. But um, it looked as if the Titans had a better defense than the Patriots. That goal line stand towards the end of the second where the Patriots kept running the ball to the left side of the field. They weren't even gaining an inch. You got Sony Michelle, James White, and Rex Burkhead. You telling me you couldn't have come up with a game plan to get into the end zone? And then, you know, you got Derrick Henry towards the towards halftime. Taking a lead 14-13. But the biggest individual besides besides Derrick Henry, I got to give it to Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel made the coach, the coaching move of the year. Took a play out of Belichick's book. He said, you know what? I've been under this man for quite some years. I'm going to use it against him. Towards the end of the fourth quarter, when the Titans have to punt it, he uses his delay of game. He uses the delay of game, and he also uses the um the intentional false start to run the clock down to 25 seconds. The man really studied. Not only did he study the Patriots, he studied Bill. And if you're a fan of this game, and you sat there and you watched, you said, yo... Vrabel really just pulled a Belichick. And you can't help but sit there and smile and be like, you know what? Give it to him. Give him the dub. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And then finally they punt it with um with um 25 seconds left on the clock. The Titans touch it down at the one yard line. Now Foxborough has gone quiet. It has gone quiet. Everybody's like, oh, is this the end of time? This, then, the third. Da, 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 da. What are we going to do? We only got but so much time left. Tom hikes the ball. He throws it to Muhammad Sanu and off the hands of Sanu, catches Logan Ryan for the touchdown. And then the game is over. The game is over. Set to the music of the Titanic. Because <laughs> that was the icing on the cake. Like, he could have bombed it. They, they could have did that, you know, one of those miracle plays where they pitch it back and forth. But, like, that has to hurt your pride. You're on the one-yard line, and it bounces off your receiver's hands, and then the defender runs it in, and he's right there. It's just like, I'm just going to walk it in. Like, you know how you stroll down the street because you're happy as hell? It was just like that. Like, I'm just going to stroll down the field. But congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. I don't. I'm not gonna say that you guys um, broke down a dynasty, but you beat Tom and Bill in Foxborough. It's something that very, very few people have done, especially in the playoffs. So I commend you. Now the Titans head to Baltimore. Mm. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, big trust. We trust, man. This is going to be a game. This is going to be a game. 
They both got a, They both have a great rushing team. They do. But Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram have the number one rushing team in the NFL. I've watched Lamar all season break defenders' ankles. Like, I've legit have gone to Walgreens and bought a thing of Icy Hot and have slapped my ankles because I'm just like, God, if coach, if that was me, I'm telling coach, get me off the field now. Please, take me out the game. Lamar Jackson has 36 touchdowns and 6 interceptions on the season. He also has an arsenal at his disposal. I mean, you got Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. I mean, even Willie Sneed. I mean, remember when Willie Sneed was dropping passes in New Orleans? Hmm. Look, it turned out for New Orleans now. Hmm. The Ravens have the number two offense against the 21-ranked defense in the Titans. Now, I feel like the Titans' defense should be ranked a little bit higher. But, you know, they did they held their own against Tom in the Patriots' offense. But I don't think you can get it done against, you know, Lamar Jackson. You know, MVP. He it, it hasn't been called yet, but there's nobody who's done more than him this year. The man is balling. And he's only 23. Come on now, man. Guaranteed, you know, the Titans are better in passing, but, you know, you know, Tannehill's going to throw the ball, but I think really what's going to keep them in this game once again is going to have to be Derrick Henry. The Ravens have a fourth-ranked defense. You know, you know, you got Earl Thomas, Marcus Peters, you know, the linebacking core is great, but I don't think it's going to be enough for the Titans to roll into Baltimore and give these boys a game. Because you're legit going to be playing catch-up. Like, you're going to jump two spaces. Lamar and them, they're going to be up about ten spaces. So I got the Ravens over the Titans, 38-14. I don't think it's going to be a game where they're, you know, the Ravens are going to have to run up the score. Like I said, they're not a, they don't really have to be a pass-first kind of team because Lamar's using his feet. Uh, Mark Ingram, who, you know, that pickup, that pickup by Baltimore, picking up Mark Ingram, that was clutch. Mark Ingram is a beast. Don't play with that, man. Also, you got Gus Edwards, too. Don't play with him. They don't have to throw. They realistically don't have to throw the ball. That's why they're not high in passing. But you're not, they, the Titans are not going to roll up into Baltimore and give these boys a game. Tom didn't have a lot of weapons, but Lamar Jackson is not no Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson, as of right now, if you want to talk statistically for this year, is better than Tom Brady. So Ravens 38, Titans 14. Now to the NFC. The Vikings. And it's funny because I said that Kirk needs this game. The Vikings beat the Saints 26 to 20. As much as I did not want to say that the Saints were going to win this game, I did. I said that they were going to win 35-14. to 14. It was a Minneapolis Miracle rematch. But please give me my credit. I did say that this game had to be a winner for Kirk. Kirk had 242 yards and a touchdown. Drew Brees had 208 yards and a touchdown. 
This Vikings defense held Drew Brees to under 300 yards. Mm. But the X factor, the X factors, actually, excuse me for my mistake, for the Vikings was Dalvin Cook, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Adam Thielen, 129 yards. Oh, my God. Am I reading this correct? 129 yards? On this team's defense? Mm. Madison and, 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 and Cook, you know, they were they were running and gunning. They were running and gunning this game. I got to give it to them. I mean, what really kept the Saints in this game was Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill threw a 50-yarder to Harris to get into the red zone. And then you know what he did the very next play? He was blocking for Alvin Kamara on a five-yard touchdown. You don't give that man some credit. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He's he, he's he's not a Swiss Army now. He's an all-purpose guy. Like, when you go into a place of work and the guy who knows every position, front to back, knows the whole manual, that's Taysom Hill. That's Taysom Hill. What I didn't like, though, and I don't know, I don't know if y'all saw it, Drew Brees threw that interception. It was meant for Ted Ginn Jr., but it was just like, I was looking at the route, and I'm looking like, bro, I feel like it wasn't Brees' fault. I just don't think Ted Ginn Jr. was running the route that he was supposed to run. Because it's really rare if Drew Brees throws an interception, especially in a, in a time like this when it's supposed to be clutch. I don't think he was looking in, you know, how it was supposed to go. I think... From looking at it, I think that Ted Ginn was supposed to cut, you know, towards the center of the field further. But he just decided to go his own way and was following towards the goalpost. But there's nothing that you can really do about that now since the game is over. Dalvin Cook scores to erase the deficit, you know, at halftime. Um, Breeze found Taysom Hill in the fourth quarter on a big gainer. A big gainer! Big gainer. Like I said, Taysom, Taysom Hill needs to be MVP for the Saints. He was the only reason why they were staying in this goddamn game. And there's no way around it. Um, Man, listen. This game was close. This game was close. Two overtime games in the first week of the playoffs. I mean, you know, you know it can't be beat. And watching the Saints game, I think there should have been plenty of times when the Saints should have took a lead. But, you know, Brees fumbled. Um, I got to give it to that Vikings defense. They really did come up clutch, though. Um, that Saints secondary, they're going to have to make some changes if they think that they're going to get something going for next year's playoffs. Because, you know, you go to overtime. And shout out to Will Lutz for sending the game to OT. That was a big clutch kick by him. But you let Kirk Cousins, you let Kirk bomb it. Legit bombing dime in the corner pocket of Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen falls on the two-yard line. Nobody thought to watch Adam Thielen. Is anybody not watching film anymore? Like, are we pulling the Jamarcus Russell here? Because if that's the case, let me know so that I can get paid to watch film and do some scouting reports. Because... If you're leaving Adam Thielen open, 
it's over. He's not going to drop that pass. And then, you know, two-yard line, you have Kyle Rudolph, who's built like a center, posted up against the cornerback Williams from the from the New Orleans Saints. And what happens? A nice little slant route. Boop, boop. Catches it. Now, many people can argue he pushed off. You know, that should have been an OPI and all this stuff. Me personally, I think it was a bang bang play. You know, they were you know they were tugging at each other here and there. Obviously the referees didn't see nothing wrong with it. Once again, the Saints lose. The Saints lose. For the past three years, the Saints have lost on some nonsense. And I don't know if Louisiana is cursed now or what, but you backtrack 2018. You lost to the Minnesota Vikings on the last play. Then, what happened? Last year, you lost to the Rams on a blown call. And then what happens this year? You lose to the Vikings again on the last play. I'm not picking these boys no more, man. You were, you were at home. You were in the dome with Drew Brees. You were in the dome. What the hell are y'all doing? Somebody's getting cut after this game. Somebody's getting cut. Now, the Vikings go on to play the San Francisco 49ers, the number two seed. San Francisco has the fourth-ranked offense and the second-best defense in the National Football League. They are also second in rushing with a three-headed monster in Matt Breida, Robert Mostert, and Tevin Coleman. And as I said before, the Vikings are ranked sixth. So, it's going to be a game of running and gunning. See who got that turbo heat. But what scares me, what really scares me about this Vikings team, what really scares me, is that this team on the road went into the Superdome and held Drew Brees to under... 300 yards. Now, Jimmy G is no Drew Brees. He's not. He has 27 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. That's close to legit a 2 to 1 ratio. For every two touchdowns, you throw an interception. For you out there who don't understand the math. But, I think the Vikings... I'm not, now, I'm not saying the Vikings are going to win. Hold on now, because we ain't get to that point yet. If the Vikings are able to do that to Drew Brees, I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a super-duper game. I think this game is going to rely on your running backs and all these wildcat formations and these trick plays. I think that's what's going to keep San Francisco in the lead and what is going to eventually help them win this game. Like I said, the Vikings are 14th in defense, but they played very well against the Saints. A little bit too well. But don't forget, Mike Zimmerman is that man. He's that guy. I have 
the San Francisco 49ers beating the Minnesota Vikings 28-17. And the only reason I say that is because of the rushing attack that the 49ers have. And I think that's what's really going to keep them in the game. Now, the last game, the last one of NFC, of the NFC wild card. <sighs> I don't even feel like I should talk about this game. I don't even think guys I, I should. But why am I talking about it? Because I'm a man of the people. And I'm giving the people what they want. The Seattle Seahawks stroll into Philly. Philly, Philly. And beat the birds 17 to 9. Now, I had the Eagles winning this game 35 to 31. But in my mind, Carson Wentz was going to be playing the entire game before anybody says anything at their mouth. It's a real shame that for the past three seasons, Carson Wentz has not had a full season. You know, a lot of your receivers go down and you still make it to the playoffs. And I commend him for that. I think that hit by Clowney, man, I want to say that that hit by Clowney, you know, I don't want to say it was dirty, but it was a borderline late hit. Should there have been a flag? Yeah, it should have. But you know that's the thing with that's the thing with um that's the thing with playoff football. You never know. Like I said, it takes a play. Hopefully Carson gets better because apparently they're reporting now that you know it's hard for him to walk and you know he's still in concussion protocol. So hopefully you know he comes out on top. But honestly, if if Carson did play, I think that game would have went a little bit differently. I feel like Philly would have won that game. And nobody remembers that Davian Clowney, you know, not too long ago, a couple seasons ago, caught Nick Foles in the face mask and twisted his helmet. So was it a dirty hit by Clowney or was it legit a bang, bang play? You don't, you know, you, you won't know. It's not like Miles Garrett running you down with a helmet, <coughs> Mason Rudolph. But back to the game, Russell Wilson had 325 yards, one touchdown. Didn't I tell y'all that the Eagles secondary was getting burnt like toast at a Hampton Inn? 325 yards. And then, you know, you got Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Who the, who the fuck is Josh McCown? Josh McCown? I know goddamn Josh McCown. 174 yards, no touchdowns. Now, out of that 325 yards for Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf had 160 yards and a touchdown. Jesus Christ. The rookie was straight Jimmy Jazzin on them boys in the secondary. What was going on? I, I, can't, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. I can't tell you. But please give me my credit. I did say that that, D, that Russ was going to throw to DK Metcalf to end the game. I mean, guaranteed I had a whole different scenario. But, you know, it is what it is. I was right about something. But Russ was legit using his legs. Looking, He was scrambling on this defense. He was scrambling on him. 
scrambled eggs, light on the cheese, salt and pepper. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Marshawn Lynch is scoring. You know, he's back eating them Skittles. He scores at the end of the second half. Metcalf burns the Eagles secondary. But what's crazy is DK Metcalf caught it, was short of the end zone, and somehow stumbled in there. And this was in the third quarter. This was in the third quarter. This was in the third quarter. And I'm looking like, God damn. This man is looking at these veterans like, if you don't get the hell off me, don't touch me. It's a big dude. Leave him alone. Guarantee, like I said, you know, this this Seahawks defense is not what it's supposed to be. There was a point where Josh McCown could have, you know, could have got a touchdown. But they rocked him on fourth and seventh. So I don't know, man. I don't I didn't, you know, everybody's like, you know, the Seahawks are nice, this, that, and the third, da 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 da. But that defense, that defense is not gonna keep them in games. It's really not. And like I said, you know, I think Carson Wentz is a hell of a player. You know, I think last year, last year he was MVP caliber. But remember, you know, towards ACL. And hopefully he can bounce back next year. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not too keen on it. Hopefully they work around him. But it's funny that that defense, that Eagles defense, had the possibility to take a stand to get a turnover on downs and get the ball back. What does Russ do? Bombs it to DK Metcalf to the 50-yard line. And Eagles fans are hurt. There's no Rocky music. Nobody's making Philly cheesesteaks. There's nothing going on. It's silent. The girls are turned off. The run is done. Go home. No Eagles are flying today. Now... The Seahawks go on the road once again to play the Cheeseheads of Wisconsin, the Green Bay Packers. Now, this is a rematch of the 2014 NFC chip game. If you remember that chip game, it was in Seattle. And the Packers had a decent lead. Guaranteed it's not the same team. But this was that game where they had that fluke onside kick. And homeboy botched it. And he was benched for the rest of the game. Oh, coach took you at the game. And then Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had four. And if I'm correct, and quote me if I'm wrong, Russell Wilson had four interceptions that game. But somehow came back, was crying on, was, was crying on Andrew. I believe. I believe. Ah, oh, Russ. Yo, Russ. Russ is a funny guy. But the Packers have an 18th ranked offense. 18th ranks. I think I think that's a that's a little weird, but it's all right. Hawks are eighth. The Packers have an 18th ranked defense. Hawks are 26. So you got you know about eight spots in between them. It really depends. Like like the Packers. The Packers got that iffy defense. I remember the beginning of the year. You know they was they was hot. They was. They was with it. They was on everybody. And then towards the middle of the season, you know, they started. They started slowing down a little bit. Um, Hawks are still fourth in rushing. But um, I think that's really going to be mostly off of Russell Wilson's legs because Marshawn Lynch is not producing yards like that, and neither is Homer. Um, 
The Packers are 15th. Um, Aaron Jones can run the ball, but Aaron Jones is primarily the only one running the ball. I mean, you got Jamal Williams too, but, you know, Aaron Jones is really one of the cornerstones of that offense. Um, I'm not sure if the Packers can completely stop Russell. I think Russell's going to have a game again. I think he's going to have a game. Um, but in that, in that Aaron Rodgers fashion, if you give Aaron Rodgers enough time, he's going to Hail Mary to stuff. Like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers throws Hail Marys in his sleep and he dreams about Hail Marys because the man is just, you know, he's that guy. You know, he really is. You know, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. You know, he doesn't like to turn the ball over that easily. He does have Devontae Adams. He has Lazard. Geronimo Allison also got Jimmy Graham, but he needs them to step up. The drop pass has got to stop. They got to get open. They, they, they have to do work for him. They have to. Also, like I said, you have Aaron Jones who can run the ball. And the Packers, the Packers like to use their running backs a lot when it comes to the passing scheme. So that's going to be something that you're going to that you're going to have to look for. Um, Like I said, man, the Seahawks, you know, they they're on the road. They're on the run. I like them, but I feel like I feel like Aaron Rodgers remembers what happened six years ago. I feel like he's looking at Russell Wilson like you're not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you another chance to destroy my dreams at going to the Super Bowl. So I got 27, 24. Go pack, go cheese heads. Pack it up. Get them out of here. Like I said, you give Aaron Rodgers enough time, man. He's going to make sure that he makes you pay for it. Those are my predictions. Catch us next week, every Friday. Next week, we're going to be talking about the conference championships. Like I said, there's a lot of podcasts out there. You could be listening to any of them, but you're out here listening to me. From Light Skin Poppies himself. Cooking up Chef Boy RJ. Always cooking it up, whipping it up. Thank you. I love y'all. Thank you for spending some time with me. Peace, love, and sports. I'm out. Keep a little steel by my belt line. Ha. If only you with an outline. If it ain't you only see me at halftime. Purple.